It's time for another episode of the Kicking Out Podcast. Oh, God! Nobody! Nobody's ever... What? Nobody's ever done that! A podcast focusing on AEW. Two! No! That doesn't mean our hosts won't go down rabbit holes and end up talking about other promotions. Let's, let's rewind because I like to go down rabbit holes. But they try to keep focused on AEW. I told you, we can't go down rabbit holes. Join Tanner Lee, Austin Shepard, and Paul Zartman. I don't have control, do I? As they recap this week's episode of AEW Dynamite. If we went off matches here, I'd be champion. If, if some bucks were candy nuts, it'd be Christmas all the time. Don't forget to listen to the Kicking Out podcast wherever it is you listen to your other podcast and if you're listening on apple podcast be sure to give the kicking out podcast that five star rating these boys want to be five star kop don't forget to check out kickingoutshop.com it's your place to go for great merchandise from the kicking out podcast that way you can support a great podcast and look fantastic doing so get that dude some pants this is the first boys a rabbit hole in the closing and now let's get right into it it's another episode of the kicking out podcast It is Wednesday night, February 15th, 2023. Brand new episode of the Kicking Out Podcast coming at you live on the Kicking Out Podcast YouTube channel and Twitter account. Give us a like, give us a subscribe, give us a follow at Kicking Out Pod if you haven't already. I'm Tanner Lee, along with my co-host Paul Zartman, Austin Shepard in the house. How we doing, fellas? I'm here. <laughs> He's here and Austin's giving the, the double thumbs up. So all's good. Uh, in the world. He's got his drink. What are we drinking tonight, Chef? Uh, still the same old tequila, but but I have a bottle that should be here next Wednesday of Casa Azul. There we go. I found right. it. Found a place online. Had it shipped. Luckily, the good old state of Indiana lets you ship booze to it. <laughs> So next week we should be dinging that bell and drinking some Casa Azul. Now, if it's some really bad tequila, I'm gonna yes. Okay, I, I again, I'm not a tequila connoisseur, but I'm. I mean, I I know what's good and what's bad. I, I would think. Um. So, Dax, if you're listening, I know you probably listen to us because we're a pretty big deal in Canada. Uh, yep. If it's some Shitty tequila, man. You and I are gonna have some beef. I'm gonna make fun of that bald head and mustache of yours. <laughs> oh, he, he's gonna go from a mark to a hater. I still like his entering work. He still has the number one wrestling podcast in the United States of America. It's true. And by the way, the best sign of the night in AEW when we're talking about podcast, Jim Cornette. Owns the elite. <laughs> I didn't. Catch I didn't that one. see it. No. It was uh, obviously across from a hard camera, about 10, 15 rows up. Jim Cornette owns the elite. I'm sure he'll talk about that. It, oh, I'm sure he will. It made me mark out a little bit. <laughs> well, this <laughs> might make uh, everybody on this podcast mark out. I'm going to share my screen real quick. I saw something interesting that TK just dropped on Twitter here. Oh boy. Uh oh. See if I can. I can't believe TK's still up. I figured he'd be in bed already. <laughs> that guy uh, doesn't sleep. Let's be honest. No, dark's going on. What are you talking about, Shep? All right, coffee, cocaine. I mean, coffee, coffee, energy drinks. Whoa! Oh, 
There we Mark go. Mark Briscoe is officially all elite. That's about time. That's good. I, I mean, I don't want to ruin my wrestler match of the night, but tell me that dude was not entertaining tonight. Oh, he was absolutely entertaining. Even even Shivani, I think, made a comment about the noises coming from the match. Yes. Um. Yeah, and the redneck kung fu. I mean, if you don't like the redneck kung fu, then you must be Canadian. Long <laughs> <laughs> well, overdue that Mark Briscoe's all elite, and I'm still it still aggravates me that all this had to happen to make to make it happen. But yeah, yeah. It, it's unfortunate. Um, I do love that they still put uh, Jay Briscoe's name on the uh, uh, what is that? I, I want to call it the Titan Tron because that's what we grew up calling it. Uh, the LED boards behind the the entrance it says Mark and Jay Briscoe, mm-hmm. and they still announce him as one half of the Ring of Honor Tag Team Champions. Um, I still love that they do that right now. We got a lot of tag team news tonight, which we'll we'll dive into. Um, but yeah, I, I like that so much tonight. And I he was wearing a Jamin Pugh t-shirt tonight. Um, so yeah, yeah, good good touch tonight, boys. In ROH yeah. was in the news today. Uh Tony Khan said their uh TV show will start Thursday, March 2nd. So it, <sighs> And that's right now. It's got to be Honor Club, right? Yes, right now. Yes. Yeah. We'll see. I don't know. I think it's going to have to gain gain quite the traction to get on an other streaming but, service or network. But we'll see. Maybe. We'll see. How much is the Honor Club right now a month? Nine ninety nine. Yeah. Where did that where did that number come from? Huh? It, it, it actually works smooth. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But now we get. <laughs> How many years of library with the honor club? Oh, all years of it. Yeah. So, and you get all the pay per views as well. Yes, so. it's worth it. it's yes worth you it. do. Yeah. It's it's not a for 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 ten bucks. Yep. 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 So, well, Paul, you got the read tonight, or do I? Uh, you do. I do. Okay. I better what read are you it up talking then. about? Jesus, slacker! I love that you guys always have the read. And I, I mean, you can it. read, Chef, if you want to. Well, I have dyslexia really bad. <laughs> uh-huh. uh, well, I'll be, I'll be I'll be off the pod the next two weeks, so I guess it's the lead week, right? Um, let's see here. Uh, still opened with um, eight way ten Sunday Dutt Satnam Singh versus the acclaimed Daddy Ass and Orange Cassidy. Uh, first off, good for. As my Wi-Fi is going in and out here, this is fantastic. Uh, You're making great faces, so we just let it go. That's all right. My my router. We Shep and I were talking about this before we got on the air. The routers are have a mind their own tonight. But uh, <laughs> anyways, good electronics for Jeff, too. Good for Jeff Jarrett tonight uh, for wanting to wrestle. Yes, go through the match. He lost his dad, the late great Jerry Jarrett, yesterday. Um, so I'm sure that was hard for him to do, but I'm sure that's what his dad would have wanted him to do. So he went ahead and uh, got through it tonight. Um, good for Jarrett. What did you guys think of Max mentioning Jerry Jarrett for the rap? I saw conflicting views of the IWC tonight. I, I would say, obviously, that was ran past Jeff before the show. Um, 
Jeff plays a great heel. So I feel like they praised Jerry, gave him a little mm-hmm. bit of respect, and then put the heel note on Jeff. So Jerry Jarrett's old school territory days, old school NWA days, I think that's exactly what you would want. So anybody that says, hey, you praise the guy then called his son a douchebag uh, two seconds later, they don't uh, – hold on. They have not studied or watched what happened in the 70s and 80s. Uh, they are modern-day fans, which is fine, but they don't understand what has changed since the era. My oh, absolutely. I had no problem with it. I know that it didn't get mm-hmm. quite the reaction from the crowd that his raps normally do, and but I had no problem with it in, in the context because he praised yeah. his dad, didn't say anything. If he took a shot at his dad, then that's a That'd be one thing, right? But, yeah, but no, it, it was fine, I think. And it sticks with the story of the acclaimed Lethal and Jared the whole time of taking shots at Jared and taking oh, shots yeah. at TNA. So, mm-hmm. yeah, TNA lockdown. I was fine with this. Uh, this match was all right. Of course, it had a lot of comedy in it towards the end. Uh, the one thing that did bother me, and it was towards the end, was when uh, Bowens finally hit. I don't even know what they called it. I'm going to call it the nutcracker. I don't know what they called it off the top rope. I mean, the how scissoring. long? How long? Yeah. How long do they have to hold Sanjay Dutt there in the ring? I mean, well, uh, at least Max, you know, would still, you know, give him a couple stomps here and there to kind of sell that they're trying to keep him down but this match was kind of all over the place scissor me timbers is what is what it's called oh, okay um but satinum Singh eh, looked pretty green um jolly green giant i guess um we saw billy gunn and, and Jarrett square off i mean these guys first face each other in a 10-man tag on a monday night raw in 94 yeah fast forward 29 years and they're in an eight man tag on dynamite. It's pretty incredible when you think about it. It is. They've had uh, long careers and anytime these two have ever been in a ring together, they've able to um, work some magic. So it was nice to see. And in the end, no surprise here. They claim daddy ass and orange Casty were victorious. And then they went for the four way scissoring. That they did that they and- did. And I think uh, Orange jammed his finger. Of course he did. (laughs) Slow motion jamming. (laughs) Uh, Second on on tonight, and I thought this match, originally I thought this match would be the main event, so I was kind of surprised this match was second on tonight's card, but that's John Moxley and Claudio Castanoli against Roosh and Preston Vance in a Texas Tornado tag match. Yes, we are back to instead of street fights, we're doing the name of the of the tornado tags. Uh, this was a fun one, though. A lot of blood. It's a Moxley match, so what do you expect? Moxley gets busted up in every match anymore, but Vance mm-hmm. had a lot of color, but that's a throwback to their rivalry that they've had since the beginning, since Moxley bit Vance open and when he ripped up his mask, I don't know, a year or two ago. Um, now, I thought I, that was the last match Moxley had before he went to rehab. That's right. Yes. That's right. Um, I thought. Who's the referee for this match? Was it Knox? 
No. No, it Zopri, wasn't Knox wasn't because it? because I, I now now you're right. It wasn't Knox because I'm like, oh, the one match that they're not going to require tags. Knox isn't refing. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> he was too worried about getting his 42 waist pants around <laughs> 29 waist hips and what belt he was going to put on. But anyways, I just thought that was interesting tonight. You have a tag match with no rules and. Knox is not your official, yeah. but yeah, pretty ironic there. Yeah, you know, I should send him a link. I had to order a suit for a wedding. I'm going to be on uh, be <laughs> in here in in two weeks. I should send him the link to get himself some new pants. Um, <laughs> just send him some pants of yours that you don't want to wear anymore. Not good. Yeah. I, I did. You yeah, got probably about same size. Yeah, we got probably same waist size. So. It, MC might be a little different. Tanner Correct. <laughs> Correct. <laughs> uh, oh. But I thought Van, I thought I thought Preston was uh, impressive in this match. I thought it was kind of a coming out party for him. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think this is really the first match we've seen him on Dynamite since the mask came off. Yeah, he, so. he, he looks like a million bucks. He looks like a million bucks. Yeah. Um, just. I hope they push him forward and um, because that dude literally in with his looks, uh, his athleticism in three years could be one of the top guys. Oh, absolutely. You're giving him longer than I am. I was going to give him two. Well, Tony Khan moves a lot faster than most people. So <laughs> that he does. That That's he does. the point. He doesn't. And Roosh looked good again tonight after coming off that impressive match with Danielson last week. Mm-hmm. And we know we know what Moxley, Moxley and, and Claudio can do. So this was hard hitting. Like I said, it was bloody. Yeah. Uh, in the end, I love the finish. I love that Mox used a chain to strike down the elbows on Vance and then, and then eventually uh, choke him out into a submission win. So uh, good stuff. Good stuff. Yeah. Do you guys think, and this is a poll I put up on our uh, Twitter account. Once again, if you're not following our Twitter, please do so at Kicking Out Pod. Do you think AEW uses too much blood week to week? No, because it's really only from the same couple of guys. So, No, no. (laughs) I, I wanted to say yes, but I feel like they use it. Where it's warranted. If you would have had a Texas tornado match tonight with no blood and you're using chairs and chains, then okay, it makes no sense. Um, Last week, having Danielson get color, that was different. Um, Because we saw Danielson and and, um, and, uh, Takeshka both get color last week. Yeah. So, yeah, I, I... Tonight, yeah, you needed that. You you, you expected that, um, but because I have seen the IWC be split on that too. But I'm fine with it because, like you mentioned, Chef, I think most time they use it to advance a story, um, or use it in a special kind of match, like yeah. Texas Tornado. So yeah, yeah, that's just I'm like okay. having that's just like having back one of those bunkhouse brawl matches, and you have no color and like. Well, what the hell happened? Well, well, and you know, for the longest time, WWE in the PG era made us think it's not okay to have color on 
national nationally televised pro wrestling. And they still don't have it. Not very often. Not very often. Yeah. And a lot of theirs, if they do have it, it's accidental. So Brock Lesnar matches usually. <laughs> he don't care. Which who's is gonna, who's, be... gonna, who's gonna tell him no? All right. So so I'm gonna start the whole. Um, we well, we have WWE who doesn't do color. We've got Cody Rhodes in a big <laughs> match. Cody Rhodes big matches equal color. We're not going to see Rhodes bleed. This is going to be weird. Oh, we will WrestleMania. Cody's getting busted open. No you doubt. Think so? No doubt. It, especially if he wins, assuming he wins the title, you can sell a lot of merch with a bloody Cody with the titles. I mean, you know they're going to sell a lot of merch with this pec that haven't yeah. hasn't came out yet. So I, I agree with Tanner on the merch sales. You know, having him hold up that title with the crying face, with blood coming down, with his neck tattoo. Yep. Because his dad never won that title. Yeah, that shirt would make a million bucks. Yep. I mean, the guy's already moving merch, but it's at a but, stupid rate. But it's still WWE. Mm. You're right, but so, it is it is Triple H WWE. Yeah, even 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 with Triple H, not knowing that, not saying that Triple H wouldn't understand the uh, outcome or the uh, benefit of that color said afterward pick, he might get that. But I don't think he's got a hundred percent say. So I'm saying probably not. There's other voices. I'm just saying, and I'm not saying it's I'm not saying it's Vince. I'm just saying he's got so many networks that he's got to abide by, even though this is going to be on Peacock, which is the worst streaming device in the world. And he is still a PG product. Got to go on USA and Fox the following week. Yeah. It's hard to say, Hey, Cody, go out there and get you a whole bloody face. Yeah. You got, you got to, you got to keep the advertiser advert ad. I cannot suck. Those people, the advertisers happy. Mountain Dew, Snickers. Yep, yep, yep. Great Goose. Not <laughs> not Domino's. No. Great Goose. But uh, you know what? If Great Goose ever advertised in wrestling, even if it was A and W, I might turn the television off. <laughs> Well, not uh, you know, I hope they, I hope they, yeah. I hope they advertise MLW. There you go. I hope they advertise Enzo and MLW. That way, I don't have to watch this shit. <laughs> but uh, you know, we talk about this is the Triple H era. Let's not forget the man thought it'd be okay to run the barbershop gimmick back again, and just oh. throw a door in instead of a window, and let's keep the door shut so it doesn't open when we throw you into it. Good point. Good point. Good point. Well, back to AEW. Uh, backstage. Yes. Uh, go down rabbit holes, Paul. Oh, that's one of many tonight, probably. That's all right. That's what that's what we're, we're only, here for. We're only 18 minutes in, Shep. That's uh, why you, do, you guys do not let me have the read, because we would never finish. Yes, true. Uh, Kip, yeah. Kip Sabian attacks Adam Hangman Page, who was watching the TV correctly, unlike WWE. Um and then Dark Order appears to level things up number wise. Yeah. Yeah. Actually, I, I don't mind this segment. Okay. I like this segment. 
when we get to the match, well, I'll have a completely different mindset. So, next. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Next was, uh, spoiler alert, Chef's Fair match of the night, Josh Woods versus Mark Briscoe. So, still getting that ROH crossover, but it's not as much as we were, but still getting that ROH crossover. Um, no surprise here. Um, oh, before, excuse me, I'm, I'm fast-forwarding too fast. Before that match, Jim Ross was shown sitting down with Wardlow. I thought this was one of the highlights of the show, to be honest. Jim Ross is good at this. I want to see more mm-hmm. of this. I want to see the sit-down interviews with Jim Ross. Uh, Wardlow gets real emotional, gets real deep here, tells a story that I wasn't aware of. I don't know if you guys were, but how nope, he and his father were close from when he was born to eight years old. And his father kind of went out of his life until he became a young adult, came back to, into his life, and then got stage four cancer, ended up passing away. But his father was able to come to his first independent wrestling events. And... Um, you know, after losing his father to cancer and seeing him in hospice in the bed, he decided he was going to grow out a beard and, and hair like we've seen more of the past few years. He said Joe knew this from being tag team partners. So when Joe took his hair, he took a lot from him, but that's going to be the last thing he takes from him. And uh, Wardlow's says that Joe survived every company and every monster, but he will not survive him. And we get the rematch for the TNT title uh, in two weeks from Sunday at Revolution. Good stuff here. I liked it a lot. Love, love the backstage segment with Jim. Um, I saw the mark or the not marquee, but the ad for the match. They did I did I read that wrong? But they broadcasted both titles for this match. The graphic just says TNT Championship. Okay, maybe I, maybe I looked at it right above Samoa Joe, where it says ROH and TNT Championship, but. I think, and I don't really care if I spoil my prediction here, but I think Wardlow will take the TNT title off of Joe, and then Joe will carry the ROH TV championship and the the new ROH programming. Makes sense. Yeah. Because I know Fightful reported that at one time in December, Wardlow was supposed to give that title back. And then they did the kind of swerve, and Darby took it off of him, which... I don't know the TNT booking of the T- the booking of the TNT titles is so weird to me the last year. I don't know. It's a hot potato. It is. It is. I mean, kind of all started a year ago. Actually, a year ago today was when the news broke that Cody and Brandy Rhodes were not re-signing with AEW. A year ago today. Hmm. That's kind of when they did that on your birthday. They did. Yep, last year. I was in Florida, and I remember getting a report on my phone. I'm like, oh, holy crap. Didn't uh, see that coming. So, all right, back to back to dynamite again. Uh, Josh Woods against Mark Briscoe, like we talked about the, at the top of the show. Uh, this was a fun one. It's good to see Briscoe back on uh, AEW television again, uh, rekindling the old ROH rivalry with Josh Woods. Uh, Mark Sterling, of course, is involved, uh, but uh, Mark gets the win in the end, hitting a death. Valley driver as he follows it with a froggy bow, and then he gives a nice message to uh, Jay up in the heavens. So, well, interesting fact, I and I didn't know this. <clears throat> One of the last matches when it was true ROH, the uh, Josh Woods and a partner, which if I remember correctly, his partner was Silas. Um, 
Oh, Silas, what, whatever the hell his name, the last Silas Young, Silas Young. They were partners for a while, but they made a comment that Josh Woods was in a tag team and they defeated the Briscoes. Yes. And actually, um, they went on to say that Woods got the pin over Jay. Over Jay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I don't know who Woods' partner was, but I'm just throwing it out there that I know him and Silas Young were working together there for a while. Um, so yeah, kind of like kind of like a little nostalgia coming back, you know, and Mark getting the uh, win over him. I love the promo last week when they got face to face, and he goes, "Oh, Woodsy, Woodsy, Woodsy!" I love that. <laughs> I love that. His promos. I know people are gonna say they're cheesy, but they're, they're authentic. So, they're great. They're so damn entertaining. Exactly. And that's what we watch this stuff for is to be entertained. And he does mm-hmm. it. I know he's sometimes he can be cheesy. Um, but yeah. I mean, the guy has no what the first four teeth are out of his face and <laughs> smiles and he loves it. <laughs> he don't care. Yep. So, yep. so I, I had an interesting theory, but I'm not gonna get into it yet. I'm gonna wait till uh, later on. Okay. All right. Well, I have a feeling I know where this is going to go, Paul. Oh, do you? I'm guessing it has to do with the tag team turmoil that we're going to have for the next two weeks. Nope. And Mark, okay. All right. right. Nope. Keep us guessing, Paul. Keep us guessing. Yeah. Then backstage, Renee Paquette, uh, shown with Adam Cole, baby, who. Who doesn't love seeing Adam Cole back on TV? Everybody misses Adam Cole. Um, said he's been great. Couldn't be happy, happier to be back on the road. He's a little discouraged as he can see the ring, but he he um, has learned to celebrate many victories, like his eye not twitching or not feeling like he needs to throw up every time he's in the car, which I think that's stuff he actually really went through, it sounds like, from everything I've yeah. read. Um, he said there's so many chapters to his story that he hasn't explored yet, but soon he'll be able to. He looks at the roster and thinks it has never been better. He knows he needs to be prepared when he does return. He has a few ideas of who he wants to step into the ring with. It'll be good for AW and it'll be good for Adam Cole. Any guesses? You know, no, I don't have any, but this almost seemed like a uh, baby face promo. Oh, I, I think he's definitely a baby now that he's back. Um, yeah, I think, I think, uh, his return will be somebody, uh, he, he made the comment about his friends kind of flying solo. So, and I, I've, I've watched his progress on social media Man, I, I could see him coming back as Kyle Kyle O'Reilly. I think he's too far away. Unless unless they're bluffing, it looks like he's got a long recovery. Yeah, he does. But I mean, he's making a lot of progress. But I don't know. I, I mean, right now he he doesn't fit in. He doesn't. If you want him to go against the elite, which would be natural, the elite's completely on another page right now with the trios champion. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay. So they're out, and and who else does he have any story with? You know, 
one guy that came to my mind, but what threw it off was when he he was talking about, you know, the active roster. So that makes me think of somebody from the active roster. Because right away, before he said that, my mind's thinking Switchblade, Jay White. True, which we don't know what he's doing right now. Even though he's probably going to be in Connecticut. But. Yeah, I mean, he's got, he's got a match this weekend in uh, New Japan Strong with Eddie. Um, which that's, that was confusing to me. I thought he was like done with New Japan, but then I read it closer. He's just done in Japan. He can still yeah. wrestle for New Japan. It's kind of an open-ended deal. Yeah. He can do whatever he wants, which is good for him. Yeah. Um I think we'll I think we'll see him show up Mania weekend on some shows that we don't expect him to show up on. I'm selfishly hoping he doesn't go to WWE. I mean I, I think he will, but selfishly, I'm hoping he doesn't. I don't. I don't see him fitting in. I don't. I don't see him fitting in. He's no. His uh, and I love New Japan for this part. Those those uh, after match promos where they're drinking beer and saying what's on their mind. I mean, those things are uncensored, R rated, mm-hmm. and they're to me they feel real. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, you can't you can't do that in Connecticut. Well, nope. and, the th- and the thing I worry about him, and, and I think he's a bigger star than this guy I'm going to talk about, but you look at Bronson Reed right now in WWE. I mean, he was a guy who beat Okada over in Japan. He came out last night, no pop, no reaction. Yeah, all the Dead. So yeah. I'm afraid Jay White might get that, whereas if he goes to AEW or somewhere similar, their fan base is going to be more familiar with him. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. But I don't know. I mean, the NXT champion got booed last last night. Yeah, yeah, Braun Breaker did a year ago. They were he couldn't do no wrong. Yeah, so I think JY knows better. Let's put it that way. I think he knows better, unless he is just completely blinded by the money. And and not saying Tony won't pay him, but unless he's blinded by the money. He knows better. Mm-hmm. Okay, so look on the active roster. One guy that comes to my mind is Pack. I don't know, just because he's not involved with anything right now, that could be a good match. Yeah. And it got even more confusing tonight with uh, the Lucha Bros running down for the save in um, Mark's match. Yes, yes. I forgot to mention that. Thank you for bringing that up. I knew we'd have a chance at some point. So do the Lucha Bros drop Pack because he goes after Jay White. They pick up Mark Briscoe and go after the trios championships. Man, that'd be fun. Mm, close, but I I have something similar to that, but on a whole different level. <laughs> All right, yeah, you, you you you're waiting for it. We're just so. waiting for it, Paul. FTR, Mark, Trios. They've got the history. Against the Death Triangle? Against the Death Triangle, against the Elite, against anybody in the Trios division. Those three have such chemistry together, as we've seen from the matches that they've put on. I think... If they move him back into anything tag team, it's got to be with somebody from FTR or just move him into trios with FTR. 
So why did why did the why did the Lucha Bros save Mark tonight? Um, because they have heat with the guys they attacked. I don't know, but they don't. I know the commentary tried to make you believe they did. <sighs> yeah. I mean, man, it makes sense to think if Jay White comes, he can uh, take the time of Pac and then Lucha Burrows are just left out here and they need help. And there's just a random single hanging around that oh, and he owes them a favor because he saved them. Yeah. I don't know. I like the idea, Paul. I don't think they're going to go that route, though. Probably not. Like I said, it's a long shot. But you know what? It's my crazy random theory of the night. But uh, I got some thoughts on FTR when we get to the tag team talk. Um, Up next, MJF comes to the ring. Ovation of booze. Um, He was doing a lot of stuff on picture in picture. I don't know if you guys caught that or not, but he was really uh, giving it to the crowd. Um, Mm Mm-hmm. It's amazing. This guy just a couple months ago in November was on the good side of the crowd, or at least getting there. And now he's back to being booed everywhere he goes. Full-blown heel. Best the company's got to offer, heel-wise. Oh, yeah. Because he knows how to get under their skin. Knows how to get the heat. He's a jerk. He's an asshole. Yes, he is. You know, he says the right things. Um, now, that being said, it he needs to wrestle. You know, they keep they keep saying he's contractually obligated to show up on the show. Mm-hmm. We, got, we had a match last week with uh, Takeshna. Great mm-hmm. match, great, great, mm-hmm. great match. Now we can go a couple, two, three weeks here. And that's fine. Of him talking, but eventually that'll get old if he doesn't continue to wrestle. Yes. So, you know, he had nine matches in 2022. Yeah. He's had one in 2023. Yeah. So, and I know we're only in February, but I would say he's got to work once a month, minimum. Oh, yeah. I mean, as champion, I would expect that. And I guess that goes back to the old school. You have to defend the title every 30 days or you're stripped of it. That was old school, Paul. I know. Very old school. <laughs> that was before Tanner was born, probably. Probably. Yeah. Probably. But uh, MGF cuts a good promo tonight. He's pretty much pissing all over Brian Danielson and then uh, calls out one of Paul's favorites, CD, the fallen angel, Christopher Daniels. Yeah, Daniels comes out, and I love uh, what he does. He just throws MJF under the bus right away. Said he paid him to uh, an obscene amount of money to come out and trash Danielson. And there was a time he would have taken the money and buried Danielson for hours, but that's not the man he is. Daniel said the truth is that Danielson will knock MJF's dick in the dirt. That's a line that AW loves to use 
for whatever yeah. reason. They've used it many times. Uh, Daniels goes on to talk about how Danielson helped create ROH, and he points out how ROH uh, without Danielson there might not without ROH there might not be an AEW, and there wasn't wouldn't be an MJF. Yada yada yada. Uh, Daniel says MJF hates Danielson because he is what MJF wishes he could be, as he's the best in the world. Why MJF's a fraud? A lot of the best in the world comments here of course the iwc oh, is like, yeah. oh punk punk cm punk cm punk um i didn't really think that i just thought it was part of the story here however the champion has heard enough and he smashed the microphone out of his hands which leads to daniel slapping the crap out of mjf but mjf hits a low blow before locking in saw the earth until danielson hits the ring to chase off mjf yet again every week danielson makes mjf run away mm-hmm. yeah yeah did, it, did anybody notice, and I don't know if this is a permanent thing or he's wearing some type of contact lens, and I know it goes back ways ago, the bloodshot eye of Daniel or Christopher. Yeah, that, I, is that 100%? Like, is that for life? I think so. I think so. Like, Love it. <laughs> he I mean, he uh, says yeah. he can see out of it and everything, but man, it looks gnarly. Yeah. It, oh yeah. And if it's a contact, he's wearing it everywhere he goes. Yeah. I mean, he had that at Warrior Wrestling in South Bend. It looked awful. I mean, that was early 2021 Daily's Place era against yeah. the mm-hmm. It was from it was from Nick Jackson or Matt Jackson. I think Nick. I think he didn't so. boot him to the face. Yeah. So I mean I guess I don't know. I'm not a doctor. I'm not an eye doctor, but <laughs> yeah, yeah, it was gnarly for sure. Mm-hmm. That, that that stood out to me in that that whole promo. Um, not saying both guys were bad, but that's that's what stood out to me was the eye. I know it, it takes your attention away. Unfortunately, yeah. it grabs your attention. That's for sure. Well, not not saying that. I just didn't. I don't know. It just didn't entertain me. I guess. Yeah. No, it's just, you know, it's got to be a good match. A 60-minute Iron Man, which I'm not a huge Iron Man match fan. I'll be honest. Um, they're just, I don't know, 60 minutes a long time. But I don't know. I mean, we're already, we've already built it. I don't know what you do the next two weeks to make me more excited for it. Probably just not going to happen. No, I mean, I understand bringing uh, Daniels back. Sure. Because he was an idol of, of Daniel's son. Sure. So I get that. I just, I don't know, MJF, I like MJF. I, I think he's amazing on the mic. But I feel like when he comes out by himself to cut promos, all he does is just bashes the town he's in um, and then bashes his opponent. So I, I feel like it's redundant. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Cheap heat. And he mm-hmm. needs some, yeah, but he needs he needs some fresher material. So I oh, know I'm not, I'm not disagreeing with you. Yeah, yeah. he's he's yeah. He, he's getting too into the cheap heat now. Yeah, so, yeah. Mm-hmm. Next up, we had uh, Jack Perry against Brian Cage. Brian Cage, interesting spot. His contract supposedly running out. He's on TV almost every week anymore, but he's not getting any W's. <laughs> I don't know what that means for his future. I, I hope the pins dry. I mean, he he's a trios champ in ROH right now. So, yeah, pins dry. 
does he go over to ROH full time? Nope. Dalton Castle and the boys take them belts off the next pay-per-view, and he rides off in the sunset. Very well could. Very well could. It is, and, yeah. And we'll, uh, we'll, we'll cheers to that. <laughs> well, uh, we knew Jack wasn't losing this match. Uh, he, he gets to win at the end. Uh, let's see. Uh, uh, he hits a crucifix bomb and an elbow to the back of the head and roll up. Um, so didn't take cage down, just gets one of the roll up. He's doing the, uh, flashing the title. Like he's ready to go after a title, but as he heads up the ring ramp, um, the ramp, excuse me, not the ring, some music hits that we haven't heard in a while. That's music of, uh, Christian cage. He appears pop. Yeah. It's like, all right, there's Christian. I expect a luchasaurus to come out when uh, Jack Perry charged Christian, but that wasn't the case. Christian, uh, pepper sprayed him or sprayed him with something um, and then he showed that his arms perfectly fine and hit a kill switch on the ramp so that's a match we'll be getting that revolution oh yeah yeah and did I see a week or two ago that Luchasaurus is getting sued over his mask yeah I read yeah. that too briefly read it something I don't even know who's suing him to be honest so that could keep, I mean, if that's literally tied up in the courts, that could keep that dude off of TV for a while unless they uh, debut him without a mask, which would, would not fit his character at all. You'd have to rework him completely. Yeah. We haven't seen him since All Out. Yeah. yeah. They had that cage match kick off the show, and we haven't seen him since. Been a while. Yeah. Because I don't, I think it's just probably the mask thing. I don't think he's injured, but there's a lot of guys that on the roster. I don't know why they're not on TV. Miro, <laughs> Lance Archer. I don't, I don't know. Because because they're nothing against those guys. Mm-hmm. And, I, and, I, and I think Miro more than Lance Archer. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I could be entertained by them, but at one point in time, I mean, Miro was in a freaking. Arcade death match. That was stupid. Yeah, and to... the way they debuted him was awful. But his his last little run was pretty good. Yeah, you know, with with the relationship yeah. with God and everything, and going after Malachi. And then and then Archer, I, I love that he went over and did the G one. Yeah, good mm-hmm. for him. Um, but you can't bill him as the six foot six beast. And just dominating people like they did before. So right now, I just don't think they have a place for them. Um, that's that's not what they're trending, you know. Yeah. Um, that's why I hate I hate Satnam Singh. I'm mean, sorry. Don't say I'm just hating on him because he's a seven foot four Indian guy that can't wrestle. <laughs> <laughs> but, that's um, why I'm not a big Brian Cage fan. Okay. Jungle Boy, I loved him. Come out, he had the crowd popped, he had the crowd singing. Brian Cage did not. And I and I think we've talked about this a hundred times. I'm not a, a mid-sized guy versus a big guy. You know, the way they did it tonight, it worked great. But I, I could care less if I saw Brian Cage back on television, on, on, on AEW television. And you might get your wish soon. Okay. You might get your wish. Can I, can, can I get that with Satin Singh too? 
Unfortunately, I don't think you're going to get that wish, but you never know. It was worth a shot. <laughs> we see Renee Paquette again, uh, revealing that the guns will defend their titles at Revolution. In the next two weeks, we'll see a we'll see a battle royal take place to determine one of their opponents, and then we will see a uh, casino ladder match to determine the other. And then the claim show up and said it will not be a three way; it'll be a four way as they're invoking the rematch clause. So it doesn't matter how many te- teams there are, as they'll knock them down. Okay, so we got the acclaimed. We got the guns. Who are the other two teams? And, and they flashed the graphic for next week. Unless they have other teams involved that weren't on the graphic, we saw the graphic of teams participating next week's over-the-top battle royal. FTR's not in there, obviously. No, no. Okay. Why doesn't the acclaim invoke the rematch clause at Revolution in a cage match? Okay. Keep – Keep daddy ass out of there, right? And actually have a storyline. You like build this over months. All of a sudden now you're gonna you're gonna take it two weeks after they won the titles, and you're gonna throw seven, eight other teams in the middle of it. It makes no sense. It's stupid. Yeah, this is the direction I saw them going. I thought we'd get a rematch mm-hmm. announced tonight, but I thought then at Revolution. I thought we would actually get Billy turn and maybe we still will, but I thought, I thought we'd get the Billy turn, which, which is great, but make it, make it a cage match, make it a right. Make right. It a stipulation, like make it, right. make it a ladder match. That's fine. But this is, this is stupid. And I'm a, and I love the tag team division in AEW. I do. Uh, you know, obviously everybody knows I'm a, I'm a freaking FTR f- Mark. But the way they're doing this is stupid. All of a sudden, you're throwing the acclaimed into a four. Ended up going to be a four way match when they're invoking the re. Like, come on. Well, and and you guys remember last year they kind of did this at Revolution to where we got uh, Dress Express, the Bucks, and a Red Dragon at the time because of a similar situation. There might have been mm-hmm. even another team. It might have been a four way. I think it was just a three way, though. Yeah, but we have we have Rev- Revolution, and then we have what? Uh, All in? No, double or nothing in May. Or double or nothing. I get it. On uh, Memorial Day weekend. So look, have your grudge match at Revolution. If you still want the guns to go over, which is fine, I get it. Then you have a month and a half of buildup. You can have your. Casino Battle Royale, you can have your blah, blah, blah. Uh, and then all of a sudden you have two teams emerging well, for this. But I, I think I think we do see FTR. And not next week. I think they show up and win the ladder match in two weeks. Yeah, yeah, I'm good. And, and the reason I say that is a comment Dax made today on this podcast. Yeah, they're, mm-hmm. they're, they're not going to put them in the first week. Right. And Dax said, you know, if we were to show up before April, that'd be great if that's what Tony wants. Right when he said that today, even before tonight's episode, I thought they're coming back. Yeah. At least, you know, who knows what's going to happen after their contracts expire, but they're coming back. And you, and you have to, with the guns having that funeral segment, with the guns tweet last week after they won the titles with the tequila, you have to. You, you just can't leave that bookend. Well, you know, Dax left it open ended. Um, about going other places, but he's also made many comments about people in charge and how they were treated. 
And you could almost just tell, like, they ain't going back there. I know. It's amazing to me that, like, some other wrestling podcasts, like, some are agreeing with what we're saying. They're not going back. Others are bound to determine they're going back. Yeah. It's interesting. I don't. I mean, going back to the first or second podcast of Dax, money is not a driving force. Right. Right. Even though they're 38 and 39 years old, money is not a driving force to those guys. So, right. Yeah. I mean, even if they don't go to AEW, I can see them showing up in uh, AAA and New Japan and probably getting pretty hefty booking fees and and being fine. Yep. But, nah. I saw a lot of people tonight saying they were hoping the two teams were going to be FTR and um, Aussie Open, but they're not on the graphic for next week. So, well, if I had to guess, the next two teams will be Lethal and Jarrett. I think they win next week and then FTR the following week. That's just my guess, though. Because Lethal and Jared have been intertwined with the acclaimed and even the guns this whole time. Yeah, I just... It doesn't get me excited, but... I just don't... Nothing against the guy. Um, And and I've praised him how he's worked and looked at his age. I just don't know if he could keep up with a four-way tag with... I don't know. I know. I mean, if not them, I guess you could throw... You could have the Lucha Bros win next week. Mm. I mean, I really, I really think a team like Top Flight. I think was Top Flight on there. They were. Let me see if I can find the graphic. I thought uh, no, because they're going Friday for the trios, and that kind of be spoiler. I mean, of course they're not going to win, but no, I, I swear I thought I saw Top Flight on there. I know the best friends were. I know Butcher and a Blade were, which has got their fans people, out there. That a lot of people saying that they need to push. Yeah, a lot of people they've kind of got a big cult following right now. Yeah, um, I think I think the uh, let me see if I can find this. The old butcher needs to. Uh, All right, here we go. Guitar or whatever. Here we go. So the gra- graphic is showing uh, Chucky T and um, Trance, Lethal and Jarrett, Lucha Bros, Butcher and the Blade, um, Two Point uh, Silver and Reynolds and. Nice and I think that's Davari. That's it. There's got to be more. That's there's nobody there that deserves it. But yeah, I don't know. Mm-hmm. So we'll see. It'll be interesting. Um, definitely not the direction I saw them going for Evolution, but no, we will see. Up next on tonight's card, we got Adam Hangman Page versus Kip Sabian. Um, I'm not a big Kip Sabian fan. This should have been a squash match. Should have been. Hey, you should have beat him in three minutes. Um, my my opinion. And excuse me, I once again I fast forward because I always forget that there's backstage backstage segments. We saw Top Flight. And AR Fox confront the elite, suggest running things back, but Callus tells them they're at the back of the line, they lost. Darius Martin questions if they have any balls, and that leads to Kenny Omega accepting the challenge. But did you guys catch <laughs> what happened during the segment? There was Shep, a... Shep might not have, because he might have fast forward through it. 
I did. There was, there was a, a little glitch. glitch in the glitch that came up was a picture of the House of Black. Yes. So it's kind of like a, a Bray Wyatt type Uncle Howdy thing that kind of, you know, uh, just quick little flash, but it was a picture of, of the House of Black. So I guess that's the direction we're probably going for Revolution. I'm excited for it, but yet I hate it. Because I want to see these two match up, but I want to give it more time. I think this is too quick. Mm. When when's revolution? It's two weeks from Sunday. Yeah. All right. Too quick. You're right. I mean, I mean, they kind of planted the seeds when we were in Indianapolis, though, with them attacking Cutler. Yeah. But they did nothing after that. And they probably they they have, but it's all been one sided. That's the problem. If you do this match, you have to have House of Black take the titles off them, don't you? You would if not, think. you squash. Yeah, if yeah, not, no, you pretty much no, squash. No, right. So, so you have that. You have them take the titles. You come out of Revolution with FTR win the tag titles. That makes the Bucks leave Kenny mm-hmm. and start a program there. All summer long, we get the Bucks mm-hmm. and FTR. I'm I'm hoping here. <laughs> and then you get Kenny versus I don't want Kenny versus MJF. I don't Adam like Cole. That. Yeah, I like Adam Cole or I like Danielson. Yeah. Yeah. Or, I still oh, hold on. Hold on. Hold on. Mm-hmm. Osprey. Oh, now you're getting me excited. His contract's coming up, and he is talking. Oh, well, his contract's not coming up. I thought it was. Mm-mm, he's got like two more years left. I guess twenty twenty five. I I thought he made a comment about on the Rene Parquet that the reason he loved New Japan is because they let him travel back and forth, travel back and forth. But that was that was coming up. It will be up in early twenty twenty four. According to five full select. Okay. So it's quicker than I thought. I thought it was early 2025. So I stand mistaken. But but uh, they, he still can travel. Right. He still can do what he wants uh, within reason. So, I mean, those guys put on a stupid match um, during Wrestle Kingdom that got, I don't know how many stars from 100. Uh, yeah. Paul's uncle, Dave. So. <laughs> Shots, man. What the? So I I dig rabbit holes for you, and this is how I get treated. Well, anybody that hangs out with me is going to go down rabbit holes. Unfortunately, just the way my mind works. I'm, yeah. I mean, I'm excited about the lead, the the possibility of the lead versus House of Black. I just think it's it's too rushed. I wanted to I wanted to see this at double or nothing. I guess is where I'm going at. But. Yeah, I'm a big seven. fan of the House of Black, so they better not do them wrong this time. This is their second chance. They better not screw it up. Best of seven. No. No. No, we've been there, done that. Yeah. It it worked well for what we had. Okay. Best of seven pay-per-views. Jesus. Oh, yeah. Got long enough storytelling for you. <laughs> I mean, yeah. That'd take a year and a half, but... <laughs> 
be the longest story in AEW. And the only other thing I can think with the elite, if they don't go in the direction you think they might ship, is if they don't go with the women at Blood and Guts, maybe we get the elite in Blood and Guts and, and they get Hangman and, and Adam Cole to rejoin somehow. I, I don't know. I don't know how we get there, but. Yeah. I don't know. And I don't know who they face. Yes. Oh, God. Jericho's going to find a way to get himself back in there somehow. You're probably right. You're probably right. They might as well call Jericho blood and guns. We're we're getting to the point now where, you know, we've gone like three, four weeks of just some loaded-ass dynamites, right? Yes, yes. But it's all – I won't say it's too much, but they almost are trying to pack too much in the two hours. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. They don't get stuff. Uh, let it, let it, let it, let it ferment. Let it go. Let it rise. You know. I don't know. Tonight was on car on the paper. Tonight was like, ooh, it's going to be a banger. Yeah, and I thought tonight was. One of the worst ones out of the last three or four. I agree. Mm-hmm. I agree. Um, Hangman ends up getting a win over Kip Sabian. Um, he hit uh, he hit power bomb, but it wasn't enough to get the win. He falls up with a lariat and a dead eye, and that got it done. After the match, the Moxley Wheeler and Claudio come to the ring. Um, Moxley says they don't have unfinished business because he pinned page a few weeks ago he gained a little bit of respect but he has zero fear as he's got page's number he says there's no chance in hell he ever beat him again he should let it go page says he doesn't think things in with a roll-up he thinks uh things in only when when one's uh, is the last man standing he thinks it ends at revolution moxley says he's hoping that page would go down this dark alley and he hoped uh page would uh have no friends to talk him out of it that leads dark order to appearing evil uno reynolds and silver so they've had his back through and through. Page requested that they didn't do this. So Uno tells them that they're not afraid of Moxley. He shoves Moxley in the face. Moxley tells Page Revolution Texas death as he looks past Evil Uno. I like what I saw out of Evil Uno in, in the Dark Order tonight. A little different side of him. Let's um, let's bring Dark Order back as not a comedy gimmick. Hey, this was a step in the right direction. I'm, yes, I agree. Know. I'm a hundred percent okay with that. Mm-hmm. The I mean, hangman and maybe Colt still doing that. Not sure if he's going to join thing or not. Leave it at them. Yeah, let him run wild. Seriously, this time though. John John Silver, uh, especially on BTE, he's a he's a comedy act. I love his work in the ring. He doesn't get a lot of TV time at all. Um. But Johnny Hungry can, he can, he can play. Yes, he Johnny Hungry, yeah. So, yeah, the, and Evil Uno tonight, man, aggressive. Yeah, which I liked mm-hmm. in the yeah. suit too. That's that's a badass purple suit, by the way. Yeah, well, we haven't seen the suit. He never had the suit because it was a cult before, and then Brody joined and. Then Brody took over and wore the suit. Yeah. I, I go back to you said BTE. I did like Monday, though. Them trying to recruit Wardlow and <laughs> the Batista Wardlow thing. That was pretty good. I thought that was one of the better bits, they've, comic, comedic bits they've done in a while. So, um, 
We then saw the JS backstage. Uh, Jericho says there will not be another match with Ricky Starks as he is beneath this level. Daniel Garcia says he'll prove that Ricky Starks is a uh, fraud this Friday. Uh, we're getting Starks and Jericho again at Revolution. Yep. Because <laughs> it started like back in November. That's what Jericho Fuse do. They run forever. But why, why does why does Jericho look like he's back in 2003 all of a sudden? Why does the guy look like he like went back in time 20 years? Like something shaved. with his face. Yeah, that must be. I mean, something. He, I don't know. He just he, totally different. He shaved to become Jerichhausen or Jerichhausen. Uh, you're right. You're right. It. And they lost. So he the had guns. to go all baby face there. So for the you're face right. paint. Good, good call. Good call. Good call. But yeah, Starks. Starks will get that win at Revolution. That's that's how. And Jericho does his fuse right. He builds up the younger talent. Um. And then uh, Shep's favorite part of the show, Stokely Hathaway appears, and it's revealed that Hook is suspended pending an investigation for attacking Stokely Hathaway. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Pretty much. Pretty much. Pretty much. The Not cast. doing much formula. No big bill the, signing. The though. cast. No, <laughs> he did it, not me. Um, the the cast kind of gave me that uh, cowboy Bob feel for a second. Yeah, like, like if that. they did it right, they could use this as kind of a cowboy Bob Orton gimmick. Don't completely rip it off, obviously, because he won't be wrestling with it. But uh, you know, help get a couple wins over with it. And I'll tell you what's been long term storytelling AEW, but it's mostly been on dark and, and elevations. Matt Hardy and Ethan Page. Yeah. We saw a little bit of it on Dynamite recently, but that's been that's gotta be coming up to an end soon, I would think. Mm. That could be the opening of uh, elevation or revolution. revolution. Sorry. That'd be a good spot for it. Could yeah. be an opening match for <laughs> elevation too. So you're not wrong, Shep. Yeah. That's that's the thing with ROH now gonna be on Thursdays. You have some sort of AW programming Monday through Friday now. Mm-hmm. Dark on Mondays, Elevation on Tuesdays, Dynamite on Wednesday, ROH on Thursday, and Rampage on Friday. Gee, I think TK set it up that way. TK didn't like to rest. No, he does not. He'd have to stop drinking as much coffee. Coffee. We then, yeah. We then, before the main event, saw cards for uh, this week and next week. I don't see the cards, so I'm trying to remember off the top of my head. I know Jade Cargill is defending her TBS championship. Uh, we got uh, uh, Starks and Garcia on Friday. We have Swerve and Dustin Rhodes on Friday. Uh, we have the trios with the elites against the Tough Flight and AR Fox. I think that's it for Friday. Yep. And then next week we have Evil Uno versus Mox. Then we have the tag team battle royal. I think that's it so far. So far, which they said we'll get more matches for Dynamite on Friday. Right, that's what they like to do anymore. Yeah, that's their newest gimmick. Special starts time seven o'clock. It's uh, Rampage's slam dunk because of the NBA All Star festivities. Yeah, which is why we got that theme song again that Chef loves so much. It is a great theme song. Yeah. It's over, it's being overused though. It's getting a little stale. I mean, the NBA, the NBA All Star Game is getting about as bad as the NFL Pro Bowl. So at least the Pro Bowl went to flag. They just kind of 
they gave up. They, they recognized, <laughs> recognized. They pretty it. much gave up. So, yeah. well, even the MLB one, it doesn't even mean anything anymore since they took the World Series home field advantage stipulation out of it. So, yeah, all these All Star games are nothing anymore. Uh, we then got the main event, women's main event: Britt Baker versus Tony Storm versus Ruby Soho. Uh, match we were supposed to get a few weeks ago. Um, of course, you got the story of the AW Originals versus the Outsiders versus Ruby kind of in the middle. Um, before the match, Saray and Tony Storm uh, drag a fan with a Britt Baker sign over the barricade. And they look to spray painter instead of, until Ruby Soho's music hits. Uh, when the match begins, Britt Baker immediately goes after Storm. She ends up being pushed into a punch from Soho. Uh, this goes back and forth. We see Saray get involved. We see... Uh, um, Tony Storm take out um, Jamie Hader at ringside. We see Soraya spray paint Tony Storm's ass with a green L. And Tony Storm do the stink face Rikishi style to Brett Baker. And then uh, Ruby ends up taking advantage and getting the win. And then the show ended really weirdly, I thought, with Ruby in the middle of both Britt and Soraya. And, yeah, this has got to keep going on and on and on. Whose side are you on? I mean, I get it, but I just kind of left me with, uh, I thought something bigger was going to happen at the end of the show. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's yeah. two weeks in a row. Yeah. Good for Ruby to get the win, though. I mean, I, I understand it definitely from a story, but, I mean, this is a chick that hasn't got a ton of big wins since she joined AEW. So. Yeah. I was looking for the cards. Sorry. And she pinned Baker, right? Yes. What's up mm-hmm. with Brent taking so many pens lately? Adam Cole. Maybe. <laughs> um, I really think eventually you're going to get a ex-WWE faction versus AEW. Yep. I think you're going to have Mercedes Monet involved eventually. AKA Sasha Banks after her New Japan uh, match this weekend, this Saturday, right? Yep, for yeah. the title. Is yep, it San Jose? So, a vision of, and you're going to have them make um, Ruby make it, make a choice what side she's on. So, Yes, I think yeah, you're you're gonna have the the WWE versus AEW originals faction. You're gonna have that, and I hope they take that. If they get you know four, three to four girls on each side, let's just say right, you could take that faction feud from now until Labor Day. Blood and mm-hmm. guts. In June, we have that. And then you, you could you could take it all the way until all in. Yeah, all out, all out, all in, all out. All, all in. Yeah, the alls, the alls. No, you're right. You're right. No. So you could you could literally tie up your women's division, which I'm okay with, for the next six months, five months, whatever. It is. Yeah, five months. So. I guess my my only problem with that is you got your women's champion involved. 
Yeah, but she could have multi defenses during uh, with the outsiders. Yep. Mm-hmm. So, I would love to see. I just thought of this. I don't know how this happened. Get Jay, get even get Jade Cargo involved in this. She's an AEW original. Correct. That, that would that would cause her to turn face, but she's dominant. She's fifty some and now. Doesn't look like anybody's going to beat her anytime soon for the TBS title. I don't know if that's doing have, any good. You have a Tiffany Fatu who took the WWE off her yep. uh, Twitter handle yep. two weeks ago. Yeah. Last week or whatever. Mm-hmm. You have some possibilities to bring in outside talent against your original talent. So. Well, and you know, I know Tony hasn't signed a lot of new talent lately, but it is coming up on contract renewal season. So we might see some people. Brian Cage, for instance, off the top of my head, not re-sign with the company, and then maybe he could sign some new talent. You know, Brian Cage would look great in MLW versus Enzo. <laughs> I, I don't know about you guys. I just hope the Elite signs sooner rather than later. The longer that drags out. I, they're not going anywhere. I, I wouldn't think, but I never thought Cody would go anywhere either. So, Yeah, well... Um, but, uh, you, you know, another reason you were asking, and I let Shep do his rambling here, and mine won't be as long. Uh, you ask why Britt keeps taking the L's. Well, mm-hmm. because if she keeps getting W's, that puts her in the title picture. Mm-hmm. And her best friend's holding the title belt right now, so she doesn't want to seem like she's closing in on it yet. I've been waiting yet. for that feud, though, for a year. And they're making me, well, I guess that's good. They're making me wait longer, so... Well, if you if you literally have this faction feud for the next three to four months, you could actually have the Brit Jamie Hader feud come out of the faction. Show some crack, you know, and then show a crack in the foundation. Yep. Have one turn sure. on the other. Sure. sure. Yeah. So you, you can make that work. Because for the longest time, I think we all thought Hader was going to, you know, um, turn on Brit. Turn on now, Brit. now it's probably going to be the other way around because Hader's mm-hmm. so over with the crowd. So, oh yeah, mm-hmm. true. Oh yeah, true. So, all right, wrestler of the, or rating for tonight's show. Yeah, rating then wrestler night rating rating. Mm-hmm. And uh, mm-hmm. Shep goes first because he beat Paul here for the on time for the recording. Thanks to Paul's computer. Five point nine. I'm I'm gonna uh, if if he, if y'all looked at Twitter during the show. Uh, our boy uh, Jim Cornette's co-host Brian Last said this is one of the worst dynamites he's seen in a long time. I I, I wouldn't say worst, but it's one of my lowest in a while. I thought there was a shit ton of potential and it just didn't pan out. So 5.9 in it. Paul? Uh, I'm at a 6.2, a little higher than Shep, but there were multiple segments that could have done without. There was production issues that I noticed throughout the night. Like, let's come back, show them sweeping out the ring still. Oh, now we're going to play some entrance music. Yeah, those little things dropped it for me. Uh, I guess I'll be the highest of the group, but it's still low for me. 6.6. 
Um, I mean, I titled tonight's sh- tonight's episode "The Road to Revolution Heats Up" because we do we did finally get some more official matches, and we see some, we where did. some other feuds are going. But I expected more. I mean, Revolution is two weeks from this upcoming Sunday, mm-hmm. and and I feel like and how many matches? Three. I think, I think we have four official. Four, four, four official, and we only know the true participants of three. And and you're going to you're going to have a almost a four hour pay per view. Yeah. We know that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, we know where a lot of the others are go, going. I mean, we know we're going to get Jericho and Starks. We know we're going to get Jungle or excuse me, Jack Perry. I refuse to call him Jungle Boy. Jack Perry against Christian Cage. But besides that, I don't know. I mean, I, I would love to see Keith Lee versus Swerve Strickland, but Keith Lee better get involved Friday night if that's going to happen. Yeah, mm, not yet. Um, but uh, have you noticed that the, the uh, Jungle Boy is just kind of the nickname now, and he's Jack Perry's in big bold letters, yep, as it should be, which I'm okay with. Yeah, and I I gotta credit Jim Ross with that because he's been pushing for that I think for a while. Yeah, he was the first one. He couldn't remember his name. To, it was Jack Perry from the moment he yep. started. Yep. Yep. Well, I mean, he's getting older. He's outgrowing the Jungle Boy theme. I mean, the song's fine for now because the crowd loves it, but eventually he's going to need a different song, too. So, um, Wrestler of the Nights. Who's going first? Mark Briscoe. I'll let you go first, Paul. <laughs> well, <laughs> well, I knew that was coming from Shep. Yeah, now that Shep already took mine, geez. Um, uh, let's see here. Well, if I can't go Mark Briscoe, because I refuse to agree with Shep. Um, <laughs> hmm. uh, I'm going to go Jeff Jarrett just for uh, being willing to come out there you know, just over 24 hours after losing his dad, you could see it in his face that he'd been crying. His eyes were a little swollen, but he still went out there and put on a hell of a performance. I like that one. That's a good one. But uh, yeah, it'll work. I'm going to go with uh, Preston Vance. I don't. I forget what they call him now. Paolo Preston Vance. Something else. Yeah. Yeah, but I thought, you know, I liked his strong performance tonight. Kind of put a put a bow on his little mini feud with Moxley over the last year or so. So, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I don't know what they call him either, but he's Preston Vance. That's that. Yeah. yeah. I, I actually, after I said Preston Vance, I'm like, oh, yeah, he's got a different name now. But eh. I don't know what it is. Commentary <laughs> called him Vance, so I'm going Vance. At least I didn't call him 10. I know that. that much. Um, you could say he's the perfect 10. <laughs> no. Oh wait, that's another guy. That's another guy. Speaking of other guy, I, I I listened to some Cody Rhodes interviews. He he did a bunch of media stuff in New York on Monday, and he did. I learned that Sean Spears is his daughter's godfather. Mm. So they're still tight. But Sean but he, Spears is not signed to AEW, right? I think he still is. He's just away because him and Cassie had a had a baby. So he, he made it. He put a Twitter feed out that he's accepting booking. Oh, really? No, maybe he's not. Mm. Well, he mm. would be one that his contract would probably be up. Mm. Probably. And it was one of those that went unnoticed, and so they Pretty just much. kind of, eh, all right. Last time he showed up on AEW television, he got a huge pop because it was in front of a Canadian crowd, and he was a baby face. With, and uh, they FTR did the perfect and Wardlow. And Wardlow. It was, it was just missing MJF from the – uh, Wait, pinnacle. Does that count? Not you're, really. You're in Canada. 
Not really. No. no. Yes. Because the Canadians love KOP. I thought he meant does it count for his one-off just appearance without wrestling? Oh. oh. I'm, just, I'm saying does it count because he was out of the States. He's in Canada. Canadians love when we found out. Yeah, get your hockey facts correct, Chip. You know what? Listen, I don't, you know what about hockey? I made a comment about Marty McSwirly. Oh, God. The, the damn guy. McSwirly. Yeah, McSwirly. McSwirly. I'm sitting there. I'll never forget this. I'm sitting there. He's on the stage with a bunch of Oiler fans and Calgary uh, Flames. Flames. Yeah, so they're doing a they're doing like a hot box. Oh, here we go again, Tanner. Hey, I just got playing. I just got done playing eighteen holes of golf, drinking the eighteen ounces of you know non children appropriate drinks. Yeah, and and I'm sitting there with a bunch of Canadians who are my partners, which I love the guys to death. It's great, and I'm trying to. They're, they're telling stories, you know, back in the 80s and 90s about playing against each other, which is awesome. You know, good for them. There's a bunch of Stanley Cups and Hall of Famers and all this BS. I, and this – I get the I get the uh, team screwed up, and this one jackalope decides to call me out on it. Hey, hey, hey. We're not, I'm not going to call the jackalope. He's a, he's a loyal, loyal listener to the pod. Yeah. He is. He is. Jackalope. I, uh, I I I that I learned more hockey in that golf weekend than I have of 39 years of my life. Hey, all he said was he, he just corrected that, you for that, with the team. That was all. Yeah, yeah. yeah. He, he played for the Oilers but, and he was a bum because he was just the bodyguard for Gretzky. You know what though? If you were there with the guys I was with, they would not think he was a bum. <laughs> hey, you know what? I think this is one of those times we say to each their own. Mm. And you like Miller Lite. He's a Miller Lite drinker. Just let you know. Thought you were going to have to mute him there for a second. I thought he was going to go off again. I'm kidding, Chip. Hey, uh, yeah. so far it's still good tonight. I mean, the show's not over, but no explicit rating yet. No, no. Yet. yet. I've kept it. I've kept it. <laughs> Great listeners in Canada. I love Canada. <laughs> but Marty McSorley was more than just the thing for Gretzky. I'm telling you that right now. Okay. <laughs> With that, we're talking hockey, right? And I don't know, no. know shit from Shiloh of hockey, but we're talking about hockey. And with that, <laughs> be sure to check out the Kicking Out podcast on all social media at Kicking Out Pod. Be sure to listen to the Kicking Out podcast wherever it is you listen to your podcast. And if that happens to be Apple Podcast, leave us that five-star rating because we're going to be five-star KOP in the States and in Canada because we're getting closer in Canada than we are here in the States. And don't forget to check out uh, kickingoutshop.com. You can buy all sorts of great merchandise there. You can uh, support a great podcast and look fantastic while you do it. 
Don't forget to follow the KOP predictions champion Tanner Lee at Tanner Lee 92. He'll lose that belt here in uh, about two weeks from Sunday. So don't worry. It'll be in Fulton County again, Shep. Mm-hmm. Follow Austin Shepard at the Shep 27 on Twitter and be sure to follow myself at Paul Zartman 921. And with that, boys, for Tanner Lee and Austin Shepard. I want to say oh. something real quick. Oh, God. <laughs> I'm going to be off the pod the next two weeks. So I appreciate, appreciate you guys uh, carrying the weight. But we do anyway. Well, the weight's, wow. right, here. Wow. The, the weight's right here on my shoulder, Paul. It's in gold. Ooh. It's in gold. Uh-huh. And, and you know, when I get back from vacation in March, it's still going to be around my shoulder because I'm going to have no, successfully defended it at Revolution. And you guys can get your rematch at the ROH pay per view at the end of March because I'm a fighting champion. So. Oh, now he's a fighting champion. When it was just him and I, and I was on a streak, he, nah, nah, I'm not going to defend it. I was like, dude, I'll put it up against this, uh, against a baseball game. Nah, nah I don't want to do that. Nope. I, I was like the 24-7 champion. I would defend it anywhere, anytime <laughs> against anybody. <laughs> That that fits you well, the twenty four seven champion. Okay, our truth. Yes. Oh. Yeah. Ooh. Yeah. Ooh. Ouch. Ouch. Our Duke was pretty damn entertaining. He was exactly. He yeah. carried that title. He made it worth something. It made it fun to watch. You tuned in just to see who would beat him this week. That he would turn around and beat next week. Is no, he even on television? He's hurt. He like ripped his yeah. knee real bad, like in NXT. He he did an appearance in NXT and he did a dive over the ropes and his knee was bad. Was bad. Is, so is they threw the is there a title certain champion? What? No, uh, Nikki Cross won it and she threw it. She pulled in a lunger blaze yeah, and dropped it in the trash. Got rid of that. Oh, yeah. Time to bring yeah. back the hardcore title. No. I feel like I have creative control with this over my shoulder. You don't have a pencil. You don't have a pencil above your ear. How about a pen, Shep? You want to tell him, or do you want me to tell him, dude? You don't even have creative control at your own house anymore. <laughs> that is true. That is true. And you know, I can't. I can't tell her that's not going to work for me, brother. Like I, I can't do that. I mean. I was going to say he was a lot lighter skin tone than Sanjay Dutt. <laughs> <laughs> uh, oh, uh, all right. All right. And now for Tanner Lee and Austin Shepard, I'm Paul Zerman. Join Austin and I again next week as we kick out yet another podcast without the loser Tanner. See you in March. Still a champ. Nope.